Welcome to Creators by Moonlight. Real conversations with content creators. Ray San is a singer-songwriter who has also recently entered the film industry. Her professional work is directly guided by her faith in God and also her desire to help and inspire others. In this interview, she talks about her songwriting process, what dreams and deja vu mean to her, and why she believes she has been called to pursue acting. I grew up in a tiny little town called Plain City, Ohio, and it really was plain. There was not a lot to do. So I was homeschooled. I was one of 10 kids. We lived out in the country in this little town called Plain City. There was a lot of time for creativity, so I am thankful for that. It's where I found a lot of inspiration, actually, for creativity. It's surprising what you can do when you're bored. I was very shy when I was growing up. I actually used to just think of myself as a fly on a wall. I would be very um, introspective. I would kind of observe what people said or how they interacted around me. Very observant. Kind of observing just how how they related with one another. And I think from that, I was just trying to see uh, deeper. I've always been a very deep thinker. I uh, process things internally. So yeah, I was very shy when I was growing up. And I think it's helped me actually observe more, pay attention more, listen more, which has then helped me in my creativity. When I was really young, as as early as I can remember, I loved singing. I just loved singing just to sing. It was just so therapeutic for me, and it was fun, and I loved experimenting with creating vocal melodies. And then as I grew older, you know, around my teenage years, I joined a band, and I started songwriting, creating lyrics and vocal melodies and I had no idea that I could actually write songs uh, before that point and it's just at that at that point when I started branching out and taking risks it was just like more things were opening up from in me that I didn't know was in there I opened my eyes trying so hard not to cry I tried to hide, I tried to run away, the hope that I found is inexplainable, uncontainable, I've gotta learn to fly, leaving my fears on the ground, momentum carries me. Fly just a little higher. 
Growing up, I was really only allowed to listen to Christian music, so I would actually put on my headphones and sneak listen to uh, music that wasn't Christian. And I just really loved, you know, electronic dance music and pop music and jazz and different stuff like that. So I was super passionate about music growing up, and that was my whole focus was just singing and songwriting, and those were my goals. And then that expanded into, well, what's the purpose? Like, what's my life purpose? What do I want to do with this? Is it for uh, making money? Is it just for fun? Is it for, you know, being famous or whatever? What is my goal with with my giftings? What is going to you know, live beyond me. As I was growing up, a lot of the music that I'd listened to, it just didn't have a ton of hope in it. You know, it had fun beats and cool lyrics and stuff, but, you know, there's lyrics in some songs that are very degrading towards women, towards certain people. A lot of stuff when I was growing up would talk about white trash and stuff like that. Things that just weren't uplifting towards people, not respectful towards people. So there was that. And then that did influence me in what I wanted to release into the world, what I wanted to to do for my listeners, that when they would leave a song that I had written or sung, that they would leave happier or more hopeful, more encouraged uh, than when they first turned it on. For me, it's just like when when I created music, I wanted it to actually change someone's life, you know, speaking into people's lives um, about hope. Uh, So much of my music and my heart in what I want to create has to do with showing people that there's hope, especially as I grew older, I have had friends and even family members. And um, I mean, I've even had thoughts at in my life too, in periods past of uh, suicide. And um, that's such a, such a a difficult topic to really delve into in a powerful way. And, and for me, a lot of, I don't know, my life has been exploring with God, how can I make a lasting impact that's really going to change someone's life? That's really going to help them see how valuable, how amazing they are and that those thoughts of suicide it's not so much about that you're wanting to end your life it's it's wanting to end your life as you knew it and actually begin again start again you know more recently i wrote a song that is called um don't fall asleep and it's about the topic of of suicide
I, I know that I know that I know that there is so much hope and purpose for people's lives. And suicide is just, it's really not, not being able to see that purpose. And, and I want to be the voice that says, no, you have purpose. You have a destiny ahead of you. It's bright and it's full of hope. And what you're experiencing today, what you've experienced in your past, it doesn't always have to be that way. And it's not necessarily always going to be that way. And there is healing ahead for the things that you've faced. And, you know, it's not easy, but it is worth it. And so with music, I've found it's a way to to poetically, musically inspire that and and just hope that whoever listens that, you know, it can inspire them. So when I write a song, I don't have a, a specific way I go about it. For a long time, I actually grew up not writing music. Like there were parts of my life where I just, I didn't write any music because I had thoughts of, oh, I'm not good enough, or I don't sound like this person, write like that person, or I've never been professionally trained, or, you know, I don't have this, I don't have that. And then when I stopped thinking about all the things I didn't have, and all the the ways that I didn't sound like this or that. And I started just taking a risk, just taking it step by step. I went from writing a song on the piano that would take me a year to two years to writing a song in one day. And that was just from from branching out and just saying, nope, I'm just gonna do it. I don't know if it's gonna sound that great, we'll see. So I started off that way and then it developed into more and into more and into more. And then now it's like I can hum something and then pick it out on the keyboard. And a lot of times my songs come from, uh, I'll I'll be spending some time with God praying or worshiping him. And I'll just play little things on the piano or I'll start singing a song in the car and I'll pull out my phone and I'll turn on the voice memo and I'll record that. And then from there, I'll take that and then I'll start to write a song from there. So sometimes I get lyrics first. Sometimes I get um, an inspired melody that just pops in my head. Or I'll be just moving my fingers randomly around on the piano and be like, oh, that sounds good. (laughs) And start to kind of like play around and like, okay, let's go with this. This will be kind of this piece. And I, I honestly... I don't know how I've written the songs that I have, if I'm being honest, because I have no training or anything. I just would write and the the lyrics would just come out naturally. I just start singing in my room and write down. Grace Ann's faith manifests itself in different ways, which she then uses to determine the paths she should take, both personally and professionally. I grew up in the church, and so I, I know and have known many, many people who've had all sorts of different experiences and all sorts of different views about God. Um, and I haven't only been in the church, which has been great too, because then I've been able to, you know, hear p- different people's stories and their perspectives on things. And you hear a lot about people who have bitterness towards the church or towards religion and and whatnot. And um, understandably so. For me, I think what helped me navigate 
the negatives in there because there have been negatives in my experience with different people in the church, not everybody, but certain people throughout my life. What helped me was not limiting God to what those people told me about him or showed me about him, or maybe didn't even show me about him, but showed me in a flawed way of abuses in their lives with different things. And I wouldn't even say necessarily like some of the severe stuff, but abuses even like, you know, lying or cheating or, you know, some things like that. But for me, when I was growing up, I I always had this knowing deep in my heart that God was real. And I wanted to find out for myself the whole time, okay, I'm going to find out who God is, what he's about, and try to discover God for the reality there. So God speaks to me in a lot of different ways. I fully believe that he's created language, all the languages. When he's spoken to me, he's spoken to me through dreams at night many, many times. And then a lot of times what he'll do, because I'm sometimes unsure, like, oh, is it just me? Am I making this up? Um, Is that really you, God? He'll send a confirmation. So I've had people come up to me and say things that were directly something that God had already told me. Hey everyone, I wanted to talk with you about deja vus and share four significant experiences I've had in my life personally um, that have led me to believe that I know what they are, where they come from, and um, hopefully give you a little direction to know what to do the next time you have one. If you've ever had a deja vu in your life, which many people have, not everybody has, it's basically where you're in the situation that you've never been in before. You are maybe having a conversation you've never had before, maybe with a person you've never met before. I've had those in real life, you know, that's what the deja vu is. And it's so weird. It's like, how am I having this feeling? How am I knowing that this person's next statement is gonna be this specific thing? How is that even possible? Where did that come from? Well. I've found out through my relationship with God that that it actually has come from dreams I've had at night years in the past. And the reason I know it's from those dreams is because I will remember in that moment too the specifics of the dream, even more details about the situation you're in than what you're currently experiencing. It's kind of hard to explain. Here's an example. When I went to college, I didn't really know if that's what I wanted to do. I just was going because it was the thing to do. Everybody was going to college. You know, you get your degrees, you can get a better job, whatnot. And uh, my first semester in college, I was just questioning so much like, God, am I supposed to be here? I don't want to be in this opportunity if you have something else. And then I might miss that opportunity and I don't want to be off track. And I was just going through all this questioning. Well, I was walking down the street and all of a sudden I stepped into this deja vu moment where every building, every lamp post, everything all around me was exactly, exactly 
like what I had seen in a dream years before I ever even knew that college existed. Years before I ever <laughs> had thought about going there. So years before I had ever even thought about going there, I had had this dream and in the dream, so in this moment that I stepped into, everything was exactly the same as in that dream I had had years before. And I remembered the dream and in that dream, I was walking up and down this main road and there were all these different roads that were going off of this road and I had to choose one because it was getting dark, which in dream world, that means it's, you know, there's a closure of something happening. Sometimes that's what that means, but for this one it was. And I, I needed to make a choice. And so I looked down all these different roads and they were all dark and there was they were full of really dangerous things, bad things were happening. And the only one I saw that was full of light and safety and was where I was supposed to go was this road. And this road was the one that I was standing on in real life, <laughs> fast forward in the future. At, at this college. And from that moment in my first semester of school through to the end of graduating, I knew this is where I'm supposed to be. I don't know why, but I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. And then that gave me peace and I was able to just move forward. I went to college, did a four-year degree, and that was actually, I did that in Tennessee. I graduated with a degree in intercultural studies um, to help me understand different cultures, how to relate with them. And I had a minor in TESOL, which is teaching English to speakers of other languages, um, because I've always had a passion to travel as well. When I graduated, I was in Tennessee a little longer trying to figure out what to do. I actually first moved to Northern California for a uh, a ministry school that was only for like a year. And I, I moved there with one of my sisters and did that school. And while I was there, I started to feel like I needed to move to LA and that, that God was actually calling me to go to Los Angeles. And uh, that never, ever was on my, my roadmap in the past. Growing up, it was always Nashville, Tennessee. That's where you go for music. And yeah, that was another just curveball in my prayer. I'll just sometimes just be quiet and listen rather than just pray through my list of things I want to cover and ask him for. And he spoke to me and spoke to my heart and said, I want you to move to Los Angeles. And then from there, I had confirmations that came out of different places and I moved to LA. And so when I moved to LA, I was there, I lived there about seven years and I was creating music online. I was also nannying at that time, two little kids and really, really loved them. One of the best jobs I've had. During my time in college, I actually spent three months in Cambodia and I was teaching English over there. I was working in uh, orphanages and with different villages. And uh, while I was there, I didn't notice that a lot of the music that they had on, you know, on uh, the marketplaces and stuff, uh, the malls, a lot of it was about heartbreak and uh, just a lot of sorrow. And um, in, in the history of that country, there's actually you know, they had the the genocide there 
with the uh, Pol Pot uh, regime. And it's very, it is very heartbreaking. So seeing into that and seeing just the pretty much every single song that I saw, um, I saw, I saw the music videos. So I, I kind of knew what the song was about, even though it was in their language, <laughs> their language to my, I, I observed that, you know, there is lots of sadness and sorrow and heartbreak and that is a real thing. And it's, it's something that I, I wanted to speak into to help balance it, to help bring healing and hope and do whatever I could with my voice to help with my music for situations like that. So I started getting very interested in international music and putting more music online. So I kind of started gearing away from record labels and started uh, moving towards just creating my own music my own way. Because I also didn't want limits on what I was able to write or create. So yeah, I started going towards international stuff. And then at one point, I was contacted over YouTube uh, by someone in Argentina, a DJ there, to write an EDM song, an electronic dance music song, which was one of my favorite styles growing up. So I was like, yes, I can do it even though I actually didn't know if I could, if I could uh, write EDM style music because I had never done it up to that point. So I just, I took a risk and uh, started writing. And then through that song, other producers and DJs in places like Spain and France and Peru started contacting me to, to write with them, like creating vocals and, and uh, lyrics and whatnot. And so I started jumping off in this other direction with electronic dance music and it started going international and uh some of the stuff i was writing was really just about about love and about hope and about uh dreaming and it was just this amazing opportunity that i just felt come i came so alive through it and uh some of it i always had wanted to go on tour but i never got the chance to <laughs> Um, but those songs, since they are electronic dance music, uh, some of the DJs took them in clubs and at different places. And my voice went on tour without me. So <laughs> that was kind of fun. In 2019, Grace Ann received a sign to pivot toward a new endeavor. So I was doing music for a while. I was really excited you know, branching out, trying new things. And then God just said, I want you to lay down music for now. And I want you to pursue acting. And that just threw me totally off because all my focus was totally on music. That was everything to me. And so at first I really wasn't on board. <laughs> I was like, ah, acting, I don't know. That's not really my passion. It's not really something I've been trained in really. And this happened when I was actually in LA and I had been there for a while and pursuing music and other things. And different people at different times had told me, oh, you should go into acting, you'd be a good actress or whatever. And I was just like, no, no, <laughs> I'm okay. I, I'm more, I love music and that's kind of where I'm focused. But then it was just like out of the blue, God just told me, I want you to pursue acting and I want you to to lay aside your music for now. 
And that was a really hard time for me because I was so into music. But I did it because I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to take this risk and I'm going to I'm going to trust God and I'm just going to go for it. And so I started to to pursue acting more seriously from there. I had done some back background acting at that time, and that was solely for for fun. But but yeah, when God called me to start acting, I I wasn't really on board at first. But then as I started to open my heart and my mind to it more and more and started to actually do some acting and and start doing some classes, I actually realized, wait, this is really fun. I really like this. And uh, this is another way to, you know, to speak into people's lives who I probably would never meet if I only was in music. And, and God just spoke to me about, you know, I haven't only limited you to music, you know, there's more, more inside you than what you're focused on or what you think that you like. Like, I know you better than you know you because I designed you and created you. So he just started leading me towards acting. And this is where the story gets a little, a little wild. I've had those deja vu things happen quite a few times. And one of them was actually uh, about moving to Georgia. That's another thing I didn't want to do. In October of 2019, I had a dream that God told me, your assignment in the West is ending. I'm sending you to, to Atlanta. And, and he gave me some more details that I, I'm not going to really go into right now. But, uh, but he said he wanted me to go to Atlanta. When I woke up from that dream, I was like, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just a random dream because you do have those two. Sometimes you get busy with life and you have a regular dream. But I don't know. I just knew there was something about that dream. So I wrote it down and I left it. And I was just thinking, okay, God, please don't send me to Atlanta. I love Los Angeles. All my friends were there. I finally found, you know, great friends. And I just, I loved the beaches and the weather and literally everything. I just loved Los Angeles. It was my favorite place I ever lived. So yeah, then 2020 happened after that dream and my heart completely changed. It was crazy that even in October of 2019, before everything went down, that God was, you know, telling me I'm, I'm going to send you to Atlanta. At that time, I was like, uh, no, I don't really want to go there, but I will if you want me to. So yeah, I had kind of pushed that off and then 2020 happened and then everything closed up, everything the friendships I had there, just people were moving away and, you know, there was lockdowns and people couldn't see each other. And so it was like my community was closing up and my acting jobs were all just 100% closed down. Nobody was getting work anywhere. It's just like, and then things started opening in Atlanta with just different family moving, moving to Atlanta. And just once I did move, here to Atlanta, Georgia, I I was in shock with how many uh, better things came along for me. I had sold most of what I owned when I left LA and just packed up my car and drove to Atlanta from California. And uh, I got better for everything I gave away and sold. I, I mean, I slept on a twin bed for a really long time. Now I have a queen bed. I 
had a really cheap dresser and now I have a nice vintage dresser. The opportunities here too for acting just I mean things have opened up more and I had tried to make a reel when I was over in California and things had shut down and then you know finally I'm getting material for a reel and and it's just things are opening up and there's just been one blessing after another after another and just the the time I've had with my family in Atlanta during this crazy COVID time has been so special. It's been so powerful to have to have that time uh, with with my brothers, sisters, uh, my parents, uh, different family who's come through, and and there's just there's so much I could say about just taking risks, you know taking risks with creativity, taking risks with God, taking risks in life. And uh, for me, it's it's always been, okay, even if, if I mess up, if, I, if this doesn't go quite the way that I hope it'll go, I know that God promises um, in scripture that it's Romans eight twenty eight. It's one of my favorite verses. It's God works all things together for good for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. And that's always been a rock for me that no matter what, no matter what (laughs) roads I take and things that happen in my life, it's like, you know what? It's all going to work together for good somehow. I don't know. I think that these risks have actually matured my, my perspectives and the things that, that I can say, the way that I can say them as well as being able to speak into other people's lives. A typical day for me in the creative world is very random. I work on a lot of different things now. Uh, So I'm currently working on both music and acting. So it's, you know, day by day, figuring out scheduling and time, as well as what I have energy for. Um, and also taking some time to rest. So a typical day for me is, it's not really typical. (laughs) It's more like spontaneous. Uh, I would say that I I have a very random schedule because uh, some of the acting jobs have super early call times, sometimes really late call times that go really late. And so I could be working at any time, day or night, which is really fun but it's also really exhausting, but the funness keeps it going and coffee. What has been really great is there isn't this pressure that, oh, you know, by a certain age or a certain time, this needs to happen or that needs to happen. It's like, because I know what my purpose is and my purpose is to, to please and honor God and to treat people well and to, uh, to be a voice into other people's lives. It's like, no matter what opens up in my life, whatever opportunities I work in, whoever I meet, he opens things up in crazy ways. And when I'm working different jobs, I still do some background acting. I know that agents and managers and a bunch of people in the industry uh, advise not to do background acting because I guess for some reason, some people look down on that. But for me, I love doing that as a side thing for now. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like 
I feel like sometimes the advice we get isn't always the best advice. And you have to decide for yourself what is good for you. Because sometimes good is not always best. And sometimes, and this is really important, I think, for anyone who's interested in getting into the entertainment industry, you never know if the person who's sitting next to you, who's doing some sort of presumably what some people would think is a lowly job, a humble job, or you know something that you shouldn't do as a professional, you never know who they are. You never know where they'll end up in life anyways. I mean, they could be, they could become a big actor or musician or who knows anything could happen. That shouldn't be your motivator for treating people well. But what I'm trying to say with that is no matter what you're doing, whether you're doing, you know, background acting or whatever you choose to do as a day job, even if it's working at Starbucks or working in a retail store or whatever, you know, side jobs you might have, don't think that something amazing can't come out of that. I was working on a particular set and one of the crew members on that set stopped me in the hallway and basically had asked me if I was an actress professionally and ended up connecting me to the 48-hour film festival competition in Atlanta that I had no idea about. And the deadline for the audition was like, I think it was like a week away if I'm remembering correctly. So it was just like right timing or, you know, meeting that person on that set, jumping in, doing my monologue to do that. And then, and then they chose me to be in the main role for the the short film. And that was just, that was such an honor. It was so much fun. And it was, again, just so confirming for me being in that, like, it just felt so natural. And I just, I had the best time doing that. And so, so that's helped me with some of the real uh, that I missed out on before 2020. All that stuff happened and just met so many great people. And then from there, it's just been, you know, acting and more background stuff for the time being so that I have a flexible schedule for doing auditions for other things. So I'm on uh, Actors Access. And so that has opportunities for photo shoots and commercials and things like that. So I have been able to book some stuff on there. And it's just a step-by-step faith journey. Like most of the time, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing. I'm just out there taking risks and it's like, okay, God, it's in your hands. You're the networker. You're the one who opens the opportunities. You can do anything. So no matter what I'm doing in a moment, my whole life can change. And I'm fine with, with whatever that looks like. If it's staying in the more considered humble jobs, which I think are fun too, or if it's something that's better paying, which would be nice. I'm all for making some more money so that there, you know, less stress in life. But yeah, it's just, it's been a fun journey. Lots of, uh, lots of risk taking. A lot of times it's very uncomfortable. Um, auditioning isn't always my favorite thing. I get so nervous. So even driving to that short film audition, that was so, so nervous. And I was just praying the whole drive there and just like, God help me. I don't know if I'm going to do good or like, are they going to like me or I'm not experienced enough. And it's just like, 
I went and did really well. And I cried. I was supposed to cry <laughs> because of the, the monologue. But that's another thing that traces back to my childhood was I was always told, oh, you're too emotional. Like you cry too much or, you know, you're just too emotional. But it, I found that that's actually a gift. It's a gift to feel things deeply like that because I, I've noticed when I'm talking to someone and they start crying, I start crying because I'm feeling what they're feeling and I'm feeling for them. And it's a compassion thing. And that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, for so long, it's like, thought it was not a good thing because it was more kind of looking down on me for being emotional and whatnot. But it's like, actually, I can step into this character and I can feel what they're feeling, even though they're not me. I can bring that to life in this moment because of that. It's actually, you know, channeling that gift into that, that particular thing. And so anyone who's been told that they're too emotional, that's actually a gift. It can be a, a wonderful gift for creativity, for acting, for compassion towards other people. There's just so many things. Throughout her endeavors, Grace Ann prioritizes staying grounded as she navigates the entertainment industry. My experience in the entertainment industry, in both music and in acting, there have been definitely some questionable things that that I've encountered personally. Thankfully, God has really protected me um, from a lot of stuff, but uh, there have been some things that, uh, specifically with men in the industry, that have been uh, less than ideal with them trying to come on to me and um, just some other different things that I've seen that I really won't go into detail here about. But for me, it's like God has uh, so protected me. And in this whole thing, it's like I've been able to turn down some opportunities that maybe in and of themselves would have been great opportunities, but the channels that they came from uh, were very, uh, yeah, shady, tainted, and but but in all of it, it's like God has given me so many tools in my kit that it's like I'm always asking God, please give me wisdom, give me discernment so that I can tell between what's good and what's not. Even if on the surface, it seems like it's it's good. Um, sometimes those things are not. And so this whole process has always been, OK, Lord, I want you to help me navigate this. How do I? How do I do this with excellence? How do I do this with honor? How do I do this with purity? And um, he's just been so faithful in leading me and teaching me how to to walk in a way that protects me, but also he teaches me how to move forward through some of these really strange situations sometimes. And uh, but I know that because God has called me to be in the industry that uh, wherever he guides me, he's going to provide for me. He's going to take care of me. I don't have to compromise myself. I don't have to compromise who I am. I don't have to compromise how I do things either in moving forward. And actually having grown in my integrity and my character 
of who I am before I ever got into the industry that has helped me to to maintain who I am and not compromise um, in ways that go against my morals, you know, what I feel I'm supposed to do or not supposed to do going forward. I want to be a woman of excellence. I want to be someone who um, who doesn't manipulate people or abuse them. A lot of what I saw in LA was, it was about who you knew and what you did. And that's how people treated each other. Well, who do you know? And what have you done? Kind of, you know, those undercurrents, um, underlying motives of, well, what can I get out of you? How can I step on you to get to what I want? And, and that was just like, peering into that was like, okay, that's not what how I want to treat people. I want to treat them that they are valuable, that at the core, they are so valuable and they are worthy of my time, regardless of what might come. That's secondary. If, if it happens, cool. If it doesn't happen, cool, because you're valuable and it's an honor to have these connections and relationships and different things like that. And and I just, I want to be a woman of excellence. And that is what drives me. Dream rules. Um, what, what's also funny is when I was little, before I ever was had any kind of interest in acting, I had dreams about acting on set with certain actors. But I was older in the dreams. So that's another thing I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's going to come true in real life. So dream roles that I have would be, I've always been into detective shows. Uh, so I'd love to do like something like a detective role or I've always really loved action, adventure, romance. Um, but I really, really, really love the Marvel, you know, superheroes. And um, it's just, it's, it's exciting and interesting to, to play roles like that. I imagine I have never played a role like that, but I, I would say dream role would be to be like superhero or especially if you can fly because I have had dreams about flying and it's so much fun. So it'd be cool to, to do some of that. Honestly, a, being a villain would be pretty cool too. That would, that would definitely, again, with the risk taking, you know, it, it'd be so cool to play something so opposite to your own experience. And so playing a villain, like, that'd be definitely a really good, good thing to, to maybe book because then it can expand your range from not just, you know, hero roles or like good person roles, but villain. Man, my advice. I know there's a lot that I could say. But I would just say, do not limit yourself and allow yourself to take risks, even if it's something that you think that might not be something you particularly like to do or that you're passionate about or, or know yet. Like there's, there's things you can learn. And even with dancing, I'm not great at dancing, but I know that I could be if I you know, would take dance lessons or give it a try. So I would definitely say, don't limit yourself. Dare to dream, really, really, really dream. I would definitely say too, 
when you're networking in this industry, it says so, so much. And, and I've heard this from different people too that I've come across. It means so much when you're there and you're being genuine and truly friendly and not necessarily just, you know, focusing on the typical stuff people focus on and small talk like, oh, what do you do? Or, you know, who do you know? Or what's been your experience? But maybe going a little deeper with your with your questions and learning a little bit more about the deeper side of things that maybe they don't share just because they haven't been asked. Maybe just think through some questions that you could ask people that you you come across that um, actually would help you better understand their process more than just the surface level, you know, small talk conversations, because that will help you actually learn a little bit more. Maybe there's some keys in there for your destiny that might actually open something up for you that you didn't know you could open. And then also, you know, it it really means a lot when people feel like they're being heard, like that you actually genuinely, truly care about them and something deeper than what pretty much everybody else has asked them about. It kind of sets you apart and helps them feel known and feel valued for who they are rather than what they do or what they've done or whatever. So I would definitely say that that's a huge thing is uh, just really check your heart when it comes to networking, that it's from a place of of just being genuine and, and not manipulating. People can always tell when someone's trying to use them that I would say that's that's pretty big up there. Don't use people. You're better than that. They're better than that. And uh, if something crazy good comes out of that connection, that networking, that's amazing. Um, and if it doesn't, just know that that other things will open up. Just keep moving forward and trying new things, meeting different people. My biggest piece of advice is if you're not sure about God, if you haven't you know, have the best experience in churches or with different people. Don't let that keep you from exploring for yourself. Just, you know, go out there, you know, is God real? Is he not? If he's real, who is he? Like, you know, explore those questions. And I just want to say from my experience that that God is real and, and it's so shaped me as a person and shaped my journey and been the most powerful thing, if if I could leave this world with one thing of advice that I'd give anyone before I died, I'd say, give God a chance because he is real and he loves you and he created you and you are brilliant. You are a brilliant person and your giftings are powerful. And uh, there's just, there's so much more than what you can see right now. And so I would just encourage you to just open your heart and just go forward and don't let don't let people limit what you find out about God because he's he's so much bigger and better than the little pieces that we can show you there's just so much there thanks for listening to creators by moonlight email the show at creatorsbymoonlight at gmail.com and follow the show on social at creators by moonlight